Okay, so not only is this the greatest episode title of the entire series, but the episode also delivers exactly what the awesome title promises. All the great storytellers, from Mark Twain to Monty Python, have visited the fabled land of Camelot, so it's only natural that the Transformers would end up there too, right? Alright, so maybe my reasoning breaks down there, but it's a hell of a lot of fun, I assure you. We open with a battle between a handful of Autobots and Decepticons, and we finally learn why Ramjet is called Ramjet. <laughs> Ramjet. Oh, and we also get some quality time with Warpath, whose dialogue is sprinkled liberally with cartoon sound effects like BAM and POWIE, which doesn't ever get annoying, ever! The Decepticons are low on energy and detect some inside some mysterious caves. They end up activating some kind of time portal, which sounds ridiculous, but only if you've never heard of this. This was my favorite book as a kid, the first book in the Choose Your Own Adventure series. No matter which adventure I chose, it always ended with, You are dead, but somehow I kept going back. I learned two things from this repeated experience. First, that fiction plus free will equals death. And second, time travel caves are totally a real thing. I may get nitpicky in my little science lessons, but I have absolutely no problem with this one. Starscream, Ravage, Rumble, and Ramjet have entered a time cave. Fine. <laughs> Ramjet. Take a guess which time period they emerge in. Go on, guess. If you didn't guess, the nebulous medieval period when King Arthur allegedly existed, you're not in my target audience. Go watch some other video that doesn't require so much reading and paying attention to what I just said. There's a wacky misunderstanding in which the Decepticons think that humans in armor are robots, but that's all sorted out without having to bring in Mr. Roper. Starscream decides to team up with these humans, since their leader has a mustache and is therefore almost certainly a fellow evildoer. You know, I said this before and I'll say it again. Starscream is a much more interesting character when Megatron isn't around. Sure, he's the same backstabbing, self-interested prick he always is, but he's a lot less of a whiner when he actually gets to be in charge. Oh, and Starscream's either really bad at math, or the whole series actually takes place in 1994, and they've all just been hanging around people with a really out-of-date fashion sense. What year is that? 543, Anno Domini. What's more important is that we have 1,451 years to go before we have to worry about the Autobots. So the Autobots show up, and Spike starts hitting on this princess, since Carly won't be born for a millennium and a half. Witwicky, you sometimes hard-hat-wearing dog. The Autobots hook up with the princess's dad, who's obviously a good guy since he has a beard. Rather than a straight-on assault, I guess we've decided to settle things with a jousting contest. No, not that joust. This one. The official state sport of my home state, Maryland. Oh, and this whole feud? It's all over some cows. Which sounds pretty stupid, but then we've never actually heard the official reason behind the Autobot-Decepticon war. For all we know, that comes down to cows as well. You can't trust those bovines, man. After a bit of chivalrous nonsense, Starscream comes to his senses and grabs the princess, threatening to kill her if her father doesn't surrender his kingdom. Which, while a bit traditional and cliched, is a lot more interesting than watching guys run into each other. He also steals Mustache Man's castle and demands gold. Which seems a little ridiculous, but they're actually going somewhere with this. Starscream turns the gold into wire, and constructs a generator run by barbarian slave labor. Hey, come on, it's the Dark Ages. It's not like any of these people had a promising future ahead of them otherwise. Meanwhile, Warpath encourages Spike to rush off by himself and rescue the princess from the medieval army that's backed up by four Decepticons. Blam. That's sure some good thinking there, Powie. Back at the castle, Starscream is assembling mysterious ingredients. Charcoal, rock salt, sulfur, and potassium nitrate. I'll wait to tell you where that last thing comes from. You're gonna love it. The mysterious ingredients combine to form gunpowder. Whoa, an actual for real science lesson straight out of the anarchist cookbook. Who says this shows a bad influence on kids? So Sir Spike, which they've decided to just start calling him despite the fact that he wasn't properly knighted, and I'm pretty sure it's a pretty serious offense to claim you're a knight when you aren't, attempts to save the princess. And as much as I'd love to make a princess is in another castle reference here, I cannot. 
She is indeed in this castle, but she's decided she loves Evil Mustache Man for some reason. My money's on serious mental illness, because, I mean, in maybe five minutes, she goes from wanting to kill him to wanting to marry him. And unless Starscream taught him the medieval recipe for roofies, that's one fickle princess. The Autobots and their human friends attack the castle. They're outnumbered, outgunned, and unless they had their own slave generator set up off-camera someplace, completely out of energy. But then, they're rescued by a wizard. And no, I don't mean a wise old man with knowledge of science beyond his years. I mean an actual wizard, with actual magic. I love this show. Turns out the wizard created the time portal, but it was taken over by a dragon. The dragon was out visiting relatives. Hey, that's what he said. But now he's back. And before our heroes can return home, they have to defeat the dragon. Let me reiterate, I fucking love this show. And now it's time for this week's comedy lesson. Potassium nitrate sounds like science, but it's really just an excuse to show birds pooping on Starscream's head. Genius! Foolish human! Magic and 